G'day friends, welcome back. King Richard is directed by Ronaldo Marcus Green. It stars Will Smith, Anjane Ellis, Senea Sidney, Demi Singleton, John Bernthal, and Tony Goldwyn. And it is going to win Will Smith an Academy Award. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Seriously, so what's the movie about? So Will Smith plays Richard Williams, who is the father and coach of Serena and Venus Williams. And the movie is about him, basically. It's a character study on the sort of father he was and how the way that he raised his girls, specifically Venus and Serena, led to their enormous success. Um, a lot of people are a little bit confused about this movie. I don't really understand why. A lot of people think it's about the girls. They think this is a biopic centered around Serena and Venus Williams, two very, very famous tennis players. And it is about them, mainly about Venus. But it is like, it's about their dad. That's what the movie's about. It is about the person that he is and the way that he raised them it is all about him and people strangely are leaving this film like you know you know where was stuff about the sisters what's going on like you know this is seriously some of the criticism that the film is getting i don't understand why people are confused his name's in the not in the title it is the title king richard it is about him and about the way that he views himself and his children and the way that he parents them. That is what it's about. And it is centered around a period of, I don't know, a few years, maybe four or five years, um, where Serena and Venus, mainly Venus, go from training at their grotty, not-looked-after neighborhood tennis courts to playing high world-ranking tennis players. So, you know, it's their, it's their very quick rise to fame that we get to see. But first, and for most of this podcast, I want to talk about Will Smith's performance as their father. This is comfortably the best performance of his career. He's brilliant in The Pursuit of Happiness, in Seven Pounds, I Am Legend, his comedic roles, he's excellent. This is completely transformative, what he's done here. 
it is a a vulnerable, powerful, emotional, captivating, entertaining, truly impressive performance. He completely becomes this man. He changes his mannerisms, his posture, the the accent. According to the girls, he absolutely nails. Um, Richard Williams has got this very, very unique kind of way of speaking. He's, he's from the South, so he's got this Southern accent, but it's also got like this sort of low-spoken kind of you wouldn't call it a drawl but it's it's i don't know how to describe it but it's very unique and it takes a second to sort of adjust to his way of speaking honestly um but it, it is it, transformative i think i think is the most apt description he completely becomes this man and sometimes you'll get biopics that are that have a, a brilliant performance and then a mediocre apart from that. This isn't the case. This is one of the best performances of the last few years in a very, very, very good film. So this movie has got everything going for it, with the cherry on top being Will Smith's career-defining performance. Um, when I say he's going to win the Academy Award, you can take that to the bank. Um, according to the experts, the, the, the three, there'll be five nominees, um, but the three main competitors are Benedict Cumberbatch for Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, and Will Smith for King Richard. I've seen all three films. Will Smith is running rings around both of the other two. And both of the other two have put in really, really good performances. That's how good this is. Like he, he's making Pursuit of Happiness look like After Earth, you know? <laughs> like it's it is such an amazing piece of acting. It really is. And and the man himself, this movie's such an interesting character study. That's really what it is. Like it's you know, it's it's a biopic, it's a bit of history, it's about the girls, it's whatever. But it's really using a character study to explore parenting. That's really what it's about, you know, at its core. You know, it's 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 about parenting, it's about the poverty cycle, um, and it is about not taking things too seriously, no matter how important they may seem. Um, the parenting style that Richard Williams uses is so fascinating. It is so complex and yet so straightforward. He, he would be described as a helicopter parent, um, but it's, it's, it's so much more than that. It's like it's like a medical helicopter parent. 
it is hovering over you and being overbearing and controlling, but also being unbelievably loving and helpful and supportive and and raising you to be the right sort of person. What he does, right? So, first of all, there's a lot about him that we don't... This movie's two and a half hours long. Um, I should say that it felt like an hour and a half because it was so entertaining. But this movie's two and a half hours long. And it doesn't even touch on the marriage that he has before this. It does. It brief, brief, briefly touches on his other children. He's got four other sons. He's like, this guy has done all sorts of stuff in his life before and after what we see in this movie. Um, but yeah, it's, it's about this point in his life. So he married into, so he's married his current wife, um, Brandy played by Ingenue Ellis, um, who also, by the way, can likely be looking forward to an Oscar nomination, probably. Um, so he marries her and she already has three daughters of her own. It's a bit of a Brady Bunch thing, except he isn't bringing any children into the equation. So they get married and they have two children of their own. They have Serena and Venus. So the two girls and then three sisters whose names I can't remember um, already there. So there's five daughters in this family. It's Will Smith, five daughters, and Ingenue Ellis, right? The way that he raises his daughters has a very specific intention. He wants to raise them to live in a world as far removed as possible from the one that he grew up in. He briefly mentions at the beginning that he grew up Somewhere in the South, I didn't quite catch what he said, but he says he grew up literally running from the Ku Klux Klan. So just that comment alone gives you a pretty good understanding of the sort of childhood that he had and immediately makes you understand where he's coming from. It's very hard to imagine if you aren't, but try to imagine being African-American in the period of time where he would have been growing up, in the place where he was growing up, having to deal with something like the Klan. Horrible. So he wants to, with as most certainty as possible, raise his daughters so they never have to deal with anything like that and that they can start to build a generation of their own that is taking another step away from all of that so he and and i should say they're not like super well off they're living you know comfortably his wife is a nurse he's a security guard they're doing okay but they don't have enormous amounts of wealth and they don't have tutors and all this stuff he raises his girls to be extremely competent academically. And then he also strongly encourages all these different pathways for them. 
including very, very, very focused work for Venus and Serena on tennis. So he's got these five daughters who are learning all these different languages, studying different sciences, literature, all excelling at school, all at school, I should say, all doing really, really well. Straight A's, perfect students. These are the sort of citizens that he's raising. And then before, um, before he and his wife were having, before they had Venus and Serena, he wrote out a, I believe he says a 78 page plan for the two of them and their careers. Before they were born, he identified tennis as the sport that they were going to become the greatest in the world at. He chose tennis because at the time it was a white sport. There were no successful black tennis players. Um, so there were, you know, it could change the game there. And it was something that he himself could dive into and become an expert in. So he, he and his wife are athletic people, but they, they're not professional athletes, you know? So he becomes, he and his wife become tennis experts so that they can train their girls to become as good as possible before they are taken off by pro pro. By, oh, I tried to say that three times and I couldn't do it. By pro coaches. So this is the sort of dad that we're dealing with, right? He's already done sort of contradictory actions. He is so organized and so proactive in his kids' futures. He's so motivated and he already is so caring and is putting so much effort into them. But he's also already made enormous life decisions before they've even been born. So already you've got a really, really interesting character who, and, and what I really like about the movie is it doesn't tell you what to think. It in no way suggests whether his parenting style is good or bad Obviously, in this specific case, it worked quite well because his daughters are some of the most successful athletes ever, especially Serena. Um, so obviously, in this case, what he did worked very, very, very well. But like early on in the film, you're already thinking, gee whiz, you know, is he... Is he too controlling? Like, what sort of freedom do the girls have? Yada, yada, yada. You know, they can't even, they can't think for themselves. He's, you know, got their lives micromanaged. But it's the way that he does it that makes it so complex and intriguing. Because you can't hate him. You can't. Because he is so loving and supportive and charming and charismatic, it doesn't matter that he's overbearing and frustrating and stubborn. Uh, it it is and Will Smith Will Smith's performance just just makes it all work so well, but he is such an interesting man. So many 
opposing sort of ideas when you think when you think about one style of parent like a helicopter parent you never also see enormous love and compassion and family bonding you don't often you rarely rarely see that normally a helicopter parent is not liked by their children his girls all love him to this day they rave about him as a father and they thank him for everything he did and oh, I just, I find it so completely fascinating the way that he did it. He, and, and basically the entire movie is, it, it's about, it, it. it's showing you all the different ways that he executes this style of parenting. So he's got the girls training super hard for tennis in the pouring rain, but it's all fun. They're having a ball. He's having a ball, right? At one point, they're at the tennis courts training and the other sisters are there as well. And the eldest daughter is being sort of wolf whistled, but not wolf whistled at, you know, they're, they're these guys that come up to the fence and like, Hey baby, how you like, come over here. All that sort of shit, you know? And when the family goes to leave, Will Smith goes over to this guy and he's, you know, this big dude. They don't look like sort of people you want to be entangling yourself with. Um, he gets up in his face and he's like, you're not going to talk to my daughter like that again. We're not going to see you around here again. And they beat the shit out of him. They beat the shit out of Will Smith. So, you know, he's as he might be hard on his kids purely to, you know, push them, but it is made very clear very early on the film that he will do literally anything for them, anything to protect them. So it's every, every every sort of scene, every act of the film gives you more to like about him and more to dislike about him, but it never tells you what to think. All it really says is that his style of parenting isn't wrong, but it also isn't right. It's It's really, really nuanced and I really, really like it. Um, so the film sort of basically, it it starts off with him just training the girls and then it gets into a point where they get this professional trainer. He he basically talks his way into having this professional trainer have a hit with the girls. And at this stage, I'm not sure how old they are. They're in, they're, they're prepubescent and Venus is, I think, one year older than Serena. So she's a little bit more developed Physically, she's a little bit better at the game. This guy's having a hit with both of them. and He goes, Serena, would you mind if I just had a moment with your sister just to have a hit? And then he decides he's going to take Serena, he's going to take Venus and not Serena. And this sets Venus off on this path. She spends a lot of time with this trainer until eventually the plans that Will Smith has aren't in line with what the pro suggests. Then they go and find this other coach, John Bernthal. Very great performance from him as well. Don't be at all surprised if he gets a nomination for an Academy Award. There probably isn't room in the supporting actor category, but he definitely deserves one. He's very, very good. Um, as Ricky Mackey, I believe the character's, what the guy's name is, he's still alive. Um, 
he comes in and the same thing happens. He's saying, right, the girl's going to go down this path. And this is basically the path that every single pro tennis player goes down. Not basically. This is what they all go down. They play what is called juniors, which is basically the highest level of tournament for kids and teenagers. Um, they play that and then they get to an age where they're good enough and then they go pro. That's just what happens. And Richard, Will Smith, Richard has them training under Ricky. And he's like, right, let's get them into matches, yada, yada, yada. And Richard just goes, no, no, no. They're not, they're not playing matches. And he's like, what do you mean they're not playing matches? That's, that's how they improve. That's how they keep moving up. And he goes, no, 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 it's not happening. He doesn't really give an explanation, but he just goes, no. And this goes on for some time. It in fact goes on for three years where he's not letting them do anything. Sorry, I keep saying them. It's really just Venus. It's really just Serena's doing a little bit of training as well, but it's really all about Venus because at this point, she's the prodigy. She's a little bit older. She's the one who has arrived first. Right. Richard isn't letting Venus or Serena play any games. They're just training. This is the most interesting part of the film for me. He's controlled every single aspect of everything so far. He's controlled, you know, he's he's helped them get coaches. He's controlled their training. He won't he, like they wouldn't even let the original coach coach them on stance. He keeps going on and on about open up your stance, open up your stance, and him and the coach have a fight, yada, yada. He's totally controlled everything and he's continuing to do so. And no one understands why he won't let them play matches. And the issue that he's got is he doesn't want them to be burnt out before they're even an adult, which is, which is an unfair thing to worry about. You know, that's, it makes sense. And there's another female tennis player who they are compared to, who Venus is largely compared to throughout the film. Um, she went pro just a couple of years before, you know, Venus started to really become known. And within a couple of years, she's her mug shots on the TV. She's doing drugs. She's totally crumpled under the pressure, the fame, all of it. It hasn't worked for her. Right. So this is what Richard is worried about. He's worried about his girls ending up like this. So he holds them back, he holds them back, he holds them back. No, you're not playing, you're going to wait, you're going to finish school. But what he doesn't realize is because of the way that he's raised them, because he has raised them to be such well-rounded, emotionally intelligent people, that if he did allow them to play, if he did allow Venus to enter the pro circuit, that her and her sister would be fine because of how he's raised them, right? And this is what he does eventually realize and he does allow her to play and and all that. Um, but that's sort of the little arc that he has. He realizes that, you know, just because one athlete went down that path doesn't mean that his girls are going to. And in fact, because of the way that he raised his girls, that they're not going to. You can hear the way they speak and interact with each other and with adults. It's, it's very mature. Um, you know, Venus is actually able to talk to her dad, you know, well, why won't you let me play? You know, very, very good acting 
um, from both Demi Singleton and Sonia Sydney. Um, Demi Singleton is Venus and no, the other way around. Sonia Sydney is Venus and Demi, Demi Singleton is Serena. Um, brilliant casting as well. I said in my Don't Look Up review that that cast could look at a SAG Ensemble nomination. This cast can do the same. I don't know if the SAGs, not the SAG nominations have already come out. I think they have actually. Um, but the casting oh, for this film is brilliant, especially the two the two girls. The um, Sonia Sydney who plays Serena, she looks exactly like Serena Williams. Could be her daughter. Like, that's how, like, it's quite, un I mean, you know, the other one looks like Venus as well, but it is a bit uncanny how much Sydney looks like Williams, I thought. Um, but yeah, you know, it, you know, he sort of learns a little bit. He learns to trust his daughters a bit more. There's this great scene where a Nike rep has come to offer Venus a sponsorship. This is before she's played a single pro match. They're in this hotel room. He puts $3 million in front of it. It's a $3 million contract. And he hands it to Richard. And this is right after Richard's finally decided to let her play. Hands it to Richard. Richard sort of looks at it for a second and he hands it on to Venus. He goes, you need to talk to her about it. Like... It's it's him taking a baby step towards moving on from being the overbearing control freak, right? Who won't let the girls make any decisions for themselves. He's like, no, no, it's time that you started making big decisions. Here's the option of three million dollars, and because she hasn't played a single pro match yet, right? All people know is like bit of hearsay, seeing her practice a bit, couple of sort of practice matches. Um, they don't know a lot. It's all hype. It's all potential. And this money's already being put in front of her. But because she hasn't played a game yet, she's suspicious, rightfully so. It's like, this doesn't seem right. Like, how, how did they or anyone know what I'm worth without me having played? How do I know what I'm worth without me having played? So this, this very, very first contract that she gets offered, $3 million, she turns it down because it, it doesn't feel right. And that's those are good instincts. And that's the moment where really like us, the audience go, ah, right. He's raised a very, very intelligent and mature girl here. He needs to let her do her thing. She's going to be fine. That's what that scene's all about. And they actually wait a few months and end up getting, I think, a $12 million contract from either Nike or Fila or one of them. Um, so that paid off. And this, uh, this movie is a lot about trusting people and trusting their plans and it paying off. Because that's obviously what happens with Richard. You know, all these experts are telling him, no, don't do it like this. You've got to listen to us. This is what everybody does. This is the path. This is the way to do it. And he's steadfast. No, no, no. We're doing it my way or the highway. And he was right. He was right. 
And another thing that he got absolutely right, there's a scene right before Venus is going to play her big pro match against the world number one. And Serena's out looking at the arena. It's completely empty before everyone starts to come in. And she's a bit mopey because, you know, she's going to, she's as good as Venus or going to be. She's just a little bit young. No one's really putting in the effort to, to train her. Everyone's focused on Venus and she's a bit put out by it. And Richie goes and talks to her. He says, don't worry. It's going to happen. All right. Venus is going to be number one in the world, but you're going to be the best the world has ever seen. He says this to Serena when she's like 12. And he was absolutely 100% correct. Venus goes on to win like five Grand Slams. She does become number one in the world at, at some point. But Serena Williams is probably the greatest tennis player that's ever lived, male or female. She's definitely in the top three. And he knew. He just knew. He knew his kids. He knew himself. He trusted that the work that he had done was going to set them on a path to ultimate success. And just that confidence and understanding of yourself and understanding of people, identifying in his daughters their potential at such a young age. He's, a, he's an amazing man. He is truly an amazing man. And it's amazing what he did. Oh, I can't give this film the performances, any of it, enough praise. It is absolutely excellent. He's excellent. And, you know, just, just with with his parenting, parenting's so complicated and interesting. I'm not one yet, but, you know, in five years' time, I'm sure I will be. It's so interesting watching this film knowing someday I'm going to have kids, right? And it's also interesting watching it, watching him have five daughters. Now, a lot of people say, when they, oh, you know, a dad with only daughters, he's like, oh, he's got daughters and he's got his wife. He's surrounded by women. But seeing the way that he raised these girls, God, he should be proud. They all love each other. They're all excuse me, they're all happy. That's, that's another thing that he preaches constantly. Have fun, be happy. Have fun, be happy. Just go out there and have fun. And that's and that reverberates through their homes. Just joy, you know, a bit of silliness here and there. Like, go out and do your business. Get, get shit done, but don't don't do it so seriously that you don't enjoy it. And that's what they start to see when they do a little bit of the junior circuit early on. He's seeing these other parents getting furious with their kids when they lose. They're like 10 years old and their parents are just sulking and yelling at them and leaving the match before it's done because they're going to lose. Like these awful, horrible, cruel parents. And then... You contrast it to him. He's yelling out to Venus, have fun, don't stress, don't worry about it, just go out there, do your best, have a good time. Because what the fuck good is criticizing and pressuring going to do? Right? That's one thing he never does. He never criticizes. He puts 
a healthy amount of pressure on, motivation, but he never belittles or critiques. No, sorry, he critiques. That's the wrong word. He doesn't um, belittle or pressure his daughters at all. He trains them hard and, you know, raises them hard, but he never, ever is mean to them. Ever. And even when, you know, they do stuff that he says is wrong, there's a scene where, you know, Venus has just won a little championship and all the girls are having a big party in the back of their van. He's like, we, we do not boast. We do not gloat. None of that. And they keep sort of doing it and he, and he drives up to a, you know, a corner store and he wants to leave them there and make them walk home. That's the sort of message he wants to send. So when he is serious about something, everyone better fucking be serious about it. That's one of the parts that's sort of, you know, his way or the highway. And it's these sort of moments where he has to be sort of reined in by his wife. And there is this scene right before he decides to let Venus play in pro matches. Everyone's against him. Come on, Richard. This has gone on long enough. Yada, yada, yada. Um, his wife in the kitchen of their house, she gives him a good old-fashioned dressing down. She's like, you are being an idiot. You think this is all about you, but we're a team, we're a family. And she goes on and on and on. And if any scene is going to net Ingenue Ellis an Academy Award nomination, it is that one. She's brilliant throughout the whole film, but in that scene, it's a staple of biopics staple of dramas often you will get a very very powerful monologue from often you'll get it from a supporting cast member and this is how a lot of actors win academy awards they will just they'll be very solid throughout an entire film but then they get to shine in one scene i imagine um michelle williams in Manchester by the Sea. I don't know if she won the Academy Award for that. I think she did. Um, but that's the sort of scene that I'm talking about, just where they allow their emotions to boil over, whether it's anger or sadness or love or whatever it is, they get to erupt. And she erupts in this scene in frustration and anger, but also love. She's like, we, we, we're meant to be doing this together. But this is you've just made it all about you. And that sort of sets him straight. And that's another interesting thing to think about with this film. How much of this is about him? It's really hard to tell. Because he is so loving and supportive. It seems like it's all it's all about the girls. But if it was all about the girls, he would have let them pick a sport. You know, they, they, they really enjoy tennis. It doesn't seem at all like he's making them do anything they don't want to do. But too many decisions are made by him alone without consulting anyone for it not to be a lot about him but again it's totally up for interpretation the movie doesn't tell you at all what to think and i love that you can think about him whatever you please but the facts are that what he did worked as well as anything has ever worked in the history of everything i tell you that <laughs> i tell you that much um yeah, just back back onto the parenting thing. Watching him 
be so this is will smith i'm talking here watching him be so open and vulnerable and emotional when he's talking about his kids when he's you know doing things for his kids it was one of my favorite parts of the performance because that's what sells it it's the entire family dynamic together that really really makes you care about all these people you know there's a lot of scenes where you know they, they, he, he does question himself some in private. He does question his whole plan, this big plan he's got for his girls. You know, are they going to have enough money? Are they going to have enough resources? Are they going to get the opportunity? Are they both going to get the opportunity? Can I even get a coach? He goes on and on, and you can see it. It wears on him a little bit, but he's, he's faithful in his own little idea, his own little religion, that it can sort of, you know, set him straight, and he's, he's back on the path. Um, but yeah, that, that style of parenting, if you are, you know, a helicopter parent or whatever, overbearing, controlling, that sort of thing, I think for the most part, it isn't the way to go if you want your children to like you. Um, if you want them to be, you know motivated competitive all those things and to often do well go for it right you've got helicopter parents you've got tiger mums which is a similar thing um but it's it's just about being very very careful with your relationships with your children because richard does a lot of work to maintain and build the relationships that he has with his daughters he refuses to compromise them at all. Doesn't matter how many jobs he gives them to do, any any difficulties that they face as a family, he is all about his family. And I think that's really beautiful and it's really, really well done. Um Yeah, there isn't much else I can say about this other than Will Smith's performance is just one of the best I've seen in, in many years. Watch this film purely for this masterclass in acting and for the entire acting ensemble in this film and watch it watch it to see a fascinating depiction of a man who i believe was born to be a parent it's what he was put on earth to do it's it's well it's it's amazing what he achieved as a father really there's, before I finish up, there's this really good scene at the end of the film. It's a few scenes, but it's while Venus is playing that match against the world number one. Throughout the entire match, um, Richard stays in the sort of tunnel that leads out to the arena. And he's standing there just watching on the TV rather than being out there in the arena. It's just not for him. He's watching on the TV, but he's standing there next to a security guard. And they're watching it together. That's just not there for fun. Things in movies like this rarely are just there for fun. Richard is a security guard, right? It's all about where he's come from and where he is now. And, you know, the, the security guard doesn't represent, you know, where they were three years ago, you know, living in Compton and him doing that, his wife being a nurse and then training the girls when they can. 
it, it represents his entire evolution from his childhood to where he is now. Like him looking back, talking to his past self, basically. It's like, look what I did. Look what we did. Look what this family achieved. I, I, I like that scene a lot. There's a lot of scenes that I liked a lot. There's one, uh, there's another scene that takes place in a sort of corner corner store, a milk bar, if you will. Well, it's probably, it's more like a liquor store. I don't know what it is, but there's a scene that happens there um, and on the street outside, which was pretty amazing and surprising. A couple of really good scenes at their, at their neighborhood tennis courts. Um, and yeah, a couple of really good scenes inside their house with him and his wife amazing all right that'll do guys go out and see this movie um i believe it's also on hbo max so if you've got hbo max you can find it there somewhere but yeah this you can take this to the bank he's going to win the academy award this this performance is just perfect and i don't think anything can really hold a candle to it uh at this year's awards so well done will smith uh sort of career lifetime lifetime achievement award because he's been in the game for a long time and you know it'll be really good to see him with some silverware i would say all right guys uh remember to like and subscribe to the podcast uh leave me a review comment on stuff tell your friends i'd appreciate all that um hope you enjoyed this review if you've seen the film i didn't just spoil the warning at the start by the way because it's a fucking true story i don't need to um, if you've seen the film, let me know what you thought. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, God, I've, I've just never been so enthralled by a character. Not for a long time. Anyway, yeah, if, you, if you've seen it, let me know what you thought. If you haven't seen it, go out and check it out or get it on HBO Max. It's excellent. Like I said, it's two and a half hours long, um, but it feels like half that because it's so well paced and well acted and well scored and well shot and all of that i can't get it given enough praise right hope everyone is staying safe wherever you are in the world make sure you stay away from that cybertron variant whatever it's called um hopefully there's no more big scary highly infectious variants but you know who knows where the world is going to go if you've got if you've got kids just just do your best and raise them to be good people because there's a lot of shitty people in the world at the moment. COVID seems to have brought them out of the woodwork. So yeah, just spread a bit of education, a bit of love, a bit of compassion and everything will be all right. And make sure you open up your stance. Catch you guys later. Bye.